Someday soon We all will be together If the fates allow Until then We'll have to muddle through Somehow So have yourself A merry little Christmas Dashing through the snow In a one-horse open sleigh O'er the fields we go Laughing all the way Bells on bobtail ring Making spirits bright What fun it is to ride And sing a sleighing song tonight Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. It's Christmas time all over the world And Christmas here at home The church bells chime wherever we roam So try up, Noel, Do you The snow is thick in most of the world and children's eyes are wide as old Saint Nick gets ready to ride. So fairies, now we very cheap, and happy new year to you. Though the customs may change and the language is strange. This appeal we feel is real in Holland or It's Christmas time all over the world and places near and far. And so, my friends, wherever you are, Christmas time all over the world in places near and far and 
much does it cost? Burning up the roof, you're lying on the truth. You got the dying proof, you got a fool to do. So who the hell is you to tell them what to do? I'm not backing a bit of what you have a bit. You hot gossip. I hear you talking loud. Can you hear me now? Can't hear you now. You try to sell us out. What is that about? Or try to blow us up. Government, what's up? What's up? What's up? Running people down the dust. God, you trust. You say do my bus. So we got a bus. Hot gossip. We ain't got to sip it. You ain't gonna trip. What you coming with? What you coming with? I got the blues all right. I feel so bad. Bad. People, we got to get all up. We gotta get up. And shut this down. Base. Because it ain't right. And I know, I know. When they wrong, they wrong. That there's something better out there. Tell them in the song. Cause baby, I love you And see the sky outside open up And everything
just a lonely, lonely Christmas. What a glad one it would be if only my lover would come back. on Muni Radio dot FM on an open fire Jack Frost nicking at your nose Yuletide cows being sung by a choir folks dressed up like Eskimos Turkey and some mistletoe help to make the season bright. Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep tonight. They know that Santa. of toys and goodies on his sleigh, and every mother's child 
is gonna spy to see if reindeer really know how to fly. And so I'm offering this simple phrase to kids from one to ninety-two. said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to Christmas time and snow is on the ground the leaves 
Wake up, wake up, wherever you are. You're on the station that plays what you want, when you want. 103.9787, and you're clocking into the smooth one. Tonight is the night, and you know it. We're about to stomp into the 90s. We'll be right back after these messages. Wake up, wake up, wherever you are. You're on the station that plays what you want, when you want. 103.9787, and you're clocking into the smooth one. Tonight is the night, and you know it. We're about to stomp into the 90s. We'll be right back after these messages.
Slay with reindeer, no sack on my back. You wanna see me coming in a big black Cadillac?
I held the glass to my lips and did not answer. I could feel the blood rushing to my face. I do watercolors, he added, and he started to roll a cigarette with his thin fingers. I stood up to leave, filled with a sort of terror at what he was suggesting. I'm here with a friend. Don't go, he said. I have to. He sighed quite loudly and looked frankly at me. It was the look a hungry person might give a juicy steak. I enjoyed it. I looked briefly at his thighs, which were straining his pants, and imagined what they would be like to touch. I shook my head. He followed me back into the gallery where I attached myself to Virginia and Alice. Virginia, reeling with drink, was telling Alice what a genius she was. Alice just stood there pale and drained, with a sad little smile on her face. When I turned around, Philip was right behind me, standing back, but close enough to touch. I grabbed Virginia's hand and squeezed it, asking her to leave with me, but she ignored me with a hazy smile and started in again, telling Alice how brilliant she was, and Alice stood there, rooted to the spot, letting the words bounce off her. I left the two of them and went to the entrance to get my coat. Philip followed right behind me. My studio is real close, he said. I smiled but shook my head. He was looking at me with such frank sexual interest that I buttoned my coat all the way up to my neck. He came so close I could see the gold flecks in his eyes. He pinned me to the wall with his arms. Why not? Was his desire contagious? I felt myself get warm, felt a temptation to ignore the gold band on my finger and pay attention to the intemperate stirrings of my nature. But torn between the possibility of pleasure and my duty, I merely trembled in my heavy black coat. I couldn't look him in the face. I broke away without speaking and quickly got out the door and walked fast down the block. It was a cold, drizzly, foggy San Francisco night. It dawned on me suddenly that I hadn't brought my car, but had come with Virginia. Only now I was afraid to turn back. I was near Grant Avenue and could hear the buzz of Chinatown and see the lights through the haze. I walked toward it. Where are you going? I turned around and there he was. Home, I called out over my shoulder. You live here? You live in Chinatown? I kept walking. I rushed into the first open shop I saw and hid myself among all the gee-gaws and colorful junk. The store smelled of sandalwood and the damp. I looked at myself in one of the small plastic mirrors for sale and saw that all the makeup I had put on that evening was still there. My coal-rimmed eyes looked pale and sleepy but the lashes were jet black and brittle. My mouth was wonderfully red and moist. He came up silently behind me. I felt his breath on my ear. Let's go, he said. I turned and he was smiling wistfully. His delicate hands were hidden in his pockets. Oh, I wanted to say so much, but only oh came out. I wanted to say that I didn't do that sort of thing, 
that I was not the pickup type of woman when it dawned on me that while Anne didn't go off with strange men, it was just the thing that Nina might get into. We walked out of the shop together. In the street, he put his arm around me and held me close. He was so much taller than I. My face touched the leather of his jacket and my hair was below his chin. We walked like this without speaking. Once he pulled me into a dark doorway and held my face up and kissed me, sticking his tongue deep into my mouth and licking it slowly. We continued our walk to his place, silently vibrating with expectation. His studio was small and poorly furnished, but there were paintings everywhere, so that when he turned on the light I was startled. The watercolors were all of nude women, very large and realistic. The colors were brilliant and overlaid in a way that made the flesh seem to glow. All the nudes were postured so that their sex was pushed forward and each wore a whimsical little hat. Yeah. 
I definitely got played today. We got played. Ice Cube came in here and tried to take over the station. His ass is in jail right now. And we're getting into another 45 minutes of continuous non-stop music here on the station that plays what you want, when you want it. The sun is shining, the grass is green, the orange and palm trees sway. There's never been such a day in Beverly Hills, L.A. But it's December the 24th, and I am longing to be up north. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten And children listen To hear
Fantastic Mutiny Radio. FM. Happy holidays, folks. Remember, if you're drinking, don't drive, and if you drive, don't drink. Without worrying about whether you are going to go to sleep or not. As you will devote all of your attention to allowing your whole body to relax. And as you do this, you become drowsier and drowsier and sleepier, and sleepier, and you soon drift off into a sleep. Tied her panties as her body shook with excitement and fear. He took her hand and placed it against his swollen penis. She had felt the heat and tautness of him, the ridge of his glands pushing against the constraints of his clothes. And as you lay there, Enjoying this wonderful feeling of relaxation. Not wanting or expecting anything. I want you just to let your mind wander. And your imagination drift. And imagine now that you are standing on the terrace of a large old house. A house like a stately home or country mansion. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a
clothes are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to Carl. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hey, Hi, Mike. Carl. Thanks for having me. I am an official co-host now, and I, I welcome our audience. I was going to thank you, but there's no need to thank you. I'm a regular. You've been a regular on this show for, I don't know, the second year. We've been oh, I've been the... regularly booked. Yes. We're right now streaming first on MutinyRadio.fm, the Internet's uh, radio station from San Francisco. You can listen to us every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We follow Found Round Sound with Scotto at noon, and we're right before Ugly Sundays. Uh, so you can tune in to mutinyradio.fm uh, beginning at noon PST and listen to some music, then watch a movie with us, and then listen to more music. How about that? We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We also have a podcast by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We also have a YouTube channel that uh, – Colin – that Carl, sorry, uh, Carl. That's I'm all right. Kidding. Colin's equally as much a friend as me. <laughs> <laughs> like the uh, same level. We we are here on YouTube as well. Uh, you can watch us yourself. Hey, look, I'm wearing my Muni Radio shirt. An exclusive. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, Holy cow! Those what? you can't just get those for free. Mike Spiegelman is wearing a Mutiny Radio comedy <laughs> festival in Los Angeles. That's like the last year and a half. <gasps> um, so. You can follow us on the YouTube, you can follow us on our podcast, or you can stream here as right now on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio can use your donations. Go ahead to Venmo, donate at Mutiny Radio. Carl, what is the movie we are watching? What full-length movie are we watching today? Today we will watch The Kid Brother, 1927. The Kid Brother, okay. 1927. The channel we like is <laughs> Titled Films. Uh -oh. Way to hit it over the head. It's what, films. What's that's the catch? What's like. the catch? Okay, so go ahead and type in The Kid Brother. That's from 1927, and that's a special year. We'll tell you in a sec. It is hosted by the channel <coughs> Films. 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 Click the link, hit pause, move it to 000. Uh, we have a really excited. Carl produces this yeah. show, did the theme song. He yeah. syncs up the videos, yeah. and he interviewed a celebrity comedian. I did. To, yeah. So while you go on YouTube and figure this out, chill out. Carl has an interview with a uh, celebrity comedian. The celebrity comedian will give you talk about himself, herself, and then we'll do the celebrity comedian countdown. And when that comic says go, we go. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Gary G. Garcia. Welcome, Gary. What's up, baby? Now, Gary, thank you for having you, me. Yeah, well, thank you for being there, I, being here. I mean, I have you here because you are a big-time, hot-shot, headliner comedian. I was excited to get you. But the first thing I want to say is when people look you up, they got to include the G, right? Yeah. G. Garcia. Very important. Otherwise, Very important. I come up, uh, when you Google Gary Garcia, I come up like on page nine. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot more people named Gary Garcia that are doing much more than I am. <laughs> um, but if you put in Gary G Garcia, I pop right up. 
Now, you were a epic, epic records recording artist. Yeah, Tell back in uh, 1992. How did you get from there to here? Okay, so we're going back to 92. Tell yeah. me a little bit about that time and what was going on with you in your life. Uh, well, we had uh, we had we had started what at the time was the first live hip hop band. Uh -huh. So it was uh, you know, live guitar, bass, drums. Uh, we had a live DJ, and then we had a dude, my boy Peter George, who triggered the samples, and I was the vocalist. Uh huh. And we were called the uh, Smoking Suckers with Logic. <laughs> That's great. Smoking uh, SSL for short. You know, we, we, had, we had a very brief, very quick pop of light, you know. I got to get into Rolling Stone magazine. You know, I had a little <laughs> article there, first issue of Vibe. So it was very quick, and we faded very fast. Well, we, that is still... We killed ourselves, really. We, we shot our own feet off. <laughs> well, a hell of a ride. So what, you guys self-destructed in a way? Y yeah, no, in every way. That's exactly uh -huh. what happened. We just, you know, you can't give a bunch of... When I, I was 22 at the time. When we got signed, we got signed uh, for like eight hundred thousand. Wow, it was yeah. a very large. It was a very large uh, deal for you know a, a first time band, and uh, everything was looking really good. But our heads blew up before the album did. <laughs> our heads blew up even before the album came out. I mean, we were twenty two. We didn't have no guidance. So you know, here it is. We're taking pictures. I was in the first issue of Vibe. I played with Ziggy Marley. I was playing with KRS. Wow. I played with Julian Lennon. And, you know, we tend to, well, we also got, I should mention, we got kicked off the Bob Marley tour. I mean, yeah. the, the Ziggy Marley tour. Um, because of, you know, our antics. We were a little crazy. It was it was a lot of kids from the street. And, uh, you know, a lot of things happening quick. And no, nobody, you know, we, we, were, we were just wild, man. We went on tour, and that was the end of it. Once uh -huh. we got back from the tour, we left. They gave us a 12-passenger van to go on tour, brand new. When we, when we bought it back, it looked like it was from Road Warriors. Oh, wow. The windshield was completely shattered. I hit like a wild turkey doing 65 miles an hour in cruise <laughs> control. It was insane. It was an insane ride, but it was fun. You know, we had some moments. I got a song in uh in um Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. Uh-huh. They got one of my songs in there. Awesome. I got a couple of movies. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, that's very cool. I mean, I, I understand that it fell apart, you know. Yeah, but then we got Blackball, which is very true. You can get Blackball. <laughs> I, I thought that was a myth, but it's actually very true. You can get Black Wolf. You know, we had all the majors coming after us when we first signed with Epic, but then when we broke up with Epic, nobody wanted to touch us. The word was out not to even let us in the door. Yeah. And we weren't. We weren't let in the door. We could have probably think... broke through it. We were very talented, but I didn't have the patience. Mm hmm You know, I was young. Now, today, you're kids and stuff, started having kids. You are not young anymore, right? Not you're yet. in your 50s like me. And you're yeah. out there doing comedy. Now, your your base is Atlantic City, and this is a tourist spot. So the crowds are good every single night of the week, right? Tell well, me about this. Pretty much. I mean, the winter it slows down. In the winter, the average, like I said, on a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, you're probably going to get like 20, sometimes even 15, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, for some reason, Tuesdays, I think it's because they give the free hotel rooms on certain days. So Tuesdays, for some reason, pop. Okay. And uh, then you got the weekends. The weekends carry us through. Saturdays, we're always going to have 100 or more both shows. We do two shows every night. And uh, we're supposedly opening up another spot down the boardwalk. I'm not really at liberty to say it yet because I don't think it's been completely finalized. Right. But if that's the case, we'll have another room. Before no, COVID, we had five rooms. 
so that'll make you have three rooms. Yeah, then well, well the Anchor Rock Club, I don't know if we're going through the whole winter with that. They do a okay. lot of rock shows there, too. Right now, we have a deal with them where we're doing on uh, Mondays and Tuesdays. Okay, okay. You know, so uh, what was the, I mean, before COVID, we had five five rooms every single night of the week. I would do a show in Tropicana, run to, run, you know, get off the stage, run all the way down because we had another show going on, but I was going on later, run down to Caesars, then okay. run to Bally's, then finish it off over at Showboat. Wow, what a night. Good times. Yeah, it was rock and roll, man. Just running from show to show, going off. It was great. And each room was usually pretty well. Because there's always going to be people out here. And the good thing about Atlantic City is the people that come out here, unlike New York, I do a lot of shows in New York. I'm out there every Monday. I run a midnight show there called uh, the Not Quite Tuesday Show with my brother Adam Gable. Uh When I say my brother, I mean my brother in comedy. Um, uh, Adam Gable, we run run a midnight show there. We've been out there for like... We've been out there doing shows for two years, but with the Not Quite Tuesday show, it's a full year. We just made like a year about three months ago. We made a year over there. So that's always popping. But out there is different because that's tourist also. And, yeah. and But the tourists there are from like, you know, you know, freaking other countries. You'll get people mm-hmm. from Denmark and England and Ireland and, and all these different countries, which is great when you – when you do well, because you know your stuff is universal, people from anywhere can you know can relate yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. But in Atlantic City, the tourists that you get are Ohio, PA, you know Chicago, Detroit, and, and right. like you know uh, Florida. And so when you hit the road, these are people that are actually going to follow you and become fans and and stick with you. Having having two fans in England is great, but it's not going <laughs> to do nothing for my career. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So yes, the good so thing about really. Atlantic City is it correlates to when I hit the road because mm-hmm. the people that see me in Atlantic City, when I come out to their hometowns, then they come out to see me. So, yeah, so Atlantic nice. City, you know, has been, has been a blessing to me, you know, in so many ways, even just the time. During COVID, we were open. Once they opened up the restaurants, we were the only live entertainment in probably anywhere in, in the East Coast, but definitely in Atlantic City. There was nothing else open, no bars, no clubs. Nothing, no live shows. We were the only live show. We were allowed 60 people, and uh, we were sold out every single night. I bet you, yeah. And I was doing two shows a night, 30, 40 minutes a night. There were some nights, I think the longest I did was like an hour and 26 minutes is the longest I've done so far. One night, they just let me go. I was like, go as long as you want. Um, But I was. there was a point, I'll say, and I'll say this boldly, and I'm pretty sure it's true, I was doing more time as a comedian than any other comedian, definitely in the East Coast. Uh-huh. Um, I would probably say the world. I was doing an hour at night, easy. Gotcha. Every single night during, during the lockdown. That's your so job. There was a point where I was just building and building. I, I, it's been a great opportunity for me, you know? Well, yeah, you were talking to me about your comedy special. You've retired all those jokes. Because yeah. you don't want people to come out and see you go, oh, I saw that on the special, right? That well, means you want them to see me to go home and be like, oh, I didn't I didn't hear him say that tonight. This is Right, right. Now, you've also got this Rated G podcast, okay? And yeah. I'm sure it's G from Gary G. Garcia and then Rated G, which I'm sure it ain't, you know? And I yeah. think Brian... No, it's not. Who's your co-host, Brian? Brian Licata. Licata, okay. Yeah. Tell me about this one. Two episodes away right now which by the time this comes out, I'll be at my 100th episode, which is very nice. Be a very big milestone. I've had like some good people on there. I've had uh, uh, Jimmy G from um, 
Murphy's Law on there. Mm -hmm. I had Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. Yeah. I had Eleanor, uh, Eleanor Kerrigan on there. She's a beast comedian. She's also from, um, what was that show? Entourage. Right. So we got some good, some like really good people. And then, and then most of the people you're going to see on my show are people who are going to be stars. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like they're making noise. They're up there. These are people I believe in. And uh, these are people to watch out for. Tell me about this one. Two episodes away right now, which by the time this comes out, I'll be at my 100th episode. Very nice. Be a very big milestone. I've had like some good people on there. I've had uh, uh, Jimmy G from um, Murphy's Law on there. Mm -hmm. I had Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. Yeah. I've had Eleanor Eleanor Kerrigan on there. She's a beast comedian. She's also from... um, what was that show entourage right so we got some good some like really good people and then and then most of the people you're going to see on my show are people who are going to be stars gotcha you know what yeah, i'm saying I'm, like they're I'm, making noise they're up there these are people i believe in and uh these are people to watch out for I'm, now you're no slouch yourself you've even been on showtimes the show was called billions tell me about that experience how you got cast <laughs> what happened there that that's uh that's a lot more big people always say you might have seen them on billions yeah, people who don't know me did not see me on Billions <laughs> because you know I basically was in the background. I was in the background. I did background acting. I'm very good at. I'm in a couple of movies pretending to talk, but people <laughs> who know me saw me on on Billions. Like people I... who know me call me up like, "Yo, gee, I just saw you on Billions." Because <laughs> when we did the shoot, I saw you know there were all these seats to the left, and then to the right there were these two seats. So I already knew. I'm like, that's where the main actors are going to be sitting. You know, everyone else didn't pick up on that. So, of course, I picked the seat right next to them. And then everybody saw me do that. So they all started jumping into the seats next to them. And then (laughs) they moved everybody around. But I got to sit right next to the dude. So you see me throughout the whole scene. So technically, I was on Showtime. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So technically, I was on, you know, I was on Billions, you know. Well, you got a great credit for opening up. Apparently, I made made an impact because they wanted to bring me back. Uh-huh. And uh, they couldn't because it was the season I was already in it. They realized they already had me on the other one because somebody else had saw me and wanted to bring me on another episode. Oh, okay. I get typecasted a lot in the uh-huh. background acting field. I'm always um, playing wow. like a like a, a prison inmate. <laughs> uh, I had a role where they finally I was a uh, recovering addict number three. <laughs> I was I was hoodlum number two, and what's crazy is when, whenever I go, I always go to wardrobe, and right when I walk up, you know they'll look at me and go, "He's You're good, fine. just three. You're fine, yeah. just three. Even if I'm playing a recovering addict or or whatever, he's fine the way he is. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. That is, yeah. Well, I mean, you should be offended and all at the same time be like, well, you know, the truth is the truth. The person's really good at picking the persons they want to play. Apparently, I look at. You know, what are you going to do? You know? Okay, so now, how can people find you out there on the internet, on social media? How do people, I mean, we can Google Gary G. Garcia. Is that the way to do it, or you got to uh, I mean, yeah, that's my thing on everything. Gary G. Garcia is uh, my Instagram, my Facebook. Uh, you can go to AC Jokes. You know, they have uh, all the house comedians there, and all my links are there. But if you go to my Instagram, it has my link tree. And it'll link you to everything I, I do. It'll link uh-huh. you to the special. Uh, if you want to check out Rated G, that's on. Um, it's Rated G with Gary G. Garcia and Brian Licata. But if you put in, just get into the Gary G. Garcia, it'll pop up. Yeah. Uh, okay. You just put in Rated G, a bunch of stuff pops up. That's on Spotify. That's on YouTube. I that's on. That's on anything where you can get uh, 
Yeah. Where you can get podcasts. But uh, if you want to catch all my episodes, go to Spotify. They still support free speech. <laughs> uh, my stuff gets pulled on YouTube sometimes within well, minutes. See, yeah, within I, minutes I, that I, I put it on. That's where I catch you on YouTube because the video goes with it, you know? Yeah. It's not just audio. Yeah, on Spotify, they have the videos as well. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, Spotify, you can now watch videos as well. Great. It's pretty awesome. I also do uh, the JoJo and Scotty morning show every Monday at 7 in the morning. It's called Conspiracy Mondays on the JoJo and Scotty morning show. That's 100.7 FM. And you could also just put in JoJo and Scotty on the Google, and it'll bring up the... Not even an app. It just brings up their page. Their you can listen live, and you can listen to it from wherever you are. The way you end your show, be scared. They can't control you if you if you're not afraid. Yeah, right? How do you say it? How do you say it? Don't let them scare you because if they can't scare you, they can't control you, and that's just the truth. Yeah. You know, it's all through fear that we all look like. Right now, they're trying to get us into a position where we're dependent on them. We need them to to make all the decisions and protect us. You're never right. going to be fully protected. No one could fully protect you. Nope. You know what I'm saying? The only thing that can protect you is love. All we got is us. We're the ones that can keep each other safe by being kind to each other and by, by being helpful and by showing love to each other. You know, we can't depend on them. They don't have our best interest. No, no, no. Wonderful sentiment. Now, Gary G. Garcia, everyone at home is poised to press play at the same time as we do here in the studio on YouTube. There you go. So why don't you go ahead, Gary G. Garcia, and give us that... Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Enjoy the movie. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian Countdown, for that amazing story. Now, usually we're watching silent movies, and I hate it because you have that plunkity-plunkity-plunk piano. But this doesn't. This has some sort of orchestral production, and it makes me very suspicious. In 1990, they did this alternate version. 1990, the Harold Lloyd Trust and Coco Play Productions presented an 83-minute version of the film associated with Thames Television International with a musical score written by Carl Davis. Who is that? I don't know. Who is Carl that? Davis? No. The addition of modern credits stretched the time to 83 minutes. So... I don't see modern credits, but this is around 83 minutes, and it does not have the plunkety plunkety piano. No, it actually sounds like a movie mu music. Yeah. You know, doo -doo -doo. And as you watch the film with this music, as I have done, look at that ship. You see that ship? Yeah, yeah. It's a ghost ship. Oh, no. Hey, I'm from the Bay Area. Uh, there was a place called Ghost Ship that burned down and killed a lot of people. We don't talk about ghost ships. Okay, I understand. Here is the original mammoth medicine show, Professor Powers. But poor Professor Powers has died and left Mary, Mary oh. Powers, not Josh Powers, Mary Powers. That's question. And she's been talked into keeping the medicine show alive. Oh, you got the monkey? Listen here, don't let, don't take it from me, Pally. Take it from my monkey. He took one sip of my tonic water and boom, look at that boner. Look at that monkey boner. This monkey will give us some funny stuff. Now, that's Flash, who just stuck his head out, and he is like... Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. He's speaking with Flash right now. The other dude is a real scumbag. He's like the, the muscle man of the show, and, um, oh, he's, he's a real jerk. I'll tell um, you. His giant name cart. is... Bendoni! 
Muscle Man Sandoni. Do you think he's the great Sandoni? No, no, he's, uh, he's the scumbag. Nah, he's the scumbag. Now, this is the sheriff, Jim Hickory. And Jim Hickory's got three sons, but according, like, as far as the world is concerned, he only has two. That's Leo and Olin. You see him helping with the with the uh, logs here. Yeah. Now, look. Snap! It breaks. Hold on! Hold on, Hold let me use my brute strength to bend the chain back. Now look, uh, look what they do. I mean, this seriously, Mike. I, maybe it's a prop or something, but I could never do something like this. It doesn't matter if there are three guys. Yeah. Look at that. That's nuts. That's could kill your back. They also yes! should be. They should be singing "Unchained Memory." <laughs> Unchained loggery. <laughs> that reminds me of skullduggery for some reason. Oh, here is there the he third is. son. He is the, the youngest brother. son, and he is the wimpiest son, and he is our Lloyd, um, Harold Lloyd. Now, what's he doing, Mike? What's he doing? He's, he's churning butter, Carl. Right. That'll be our first joke, because he's not churning butter. He's churning laundry. Oh, I see. What a look. Like, like he, first moment we see Harold Lloyd on the screen, he's very cash. He's chewing. He's yep. just chilling. Like, boom, we're already into him. Oh, right. He is the... The thing is, he doesn't look. It's on a kite, a isn't kite. that funny? Very clever, very Rube Goldbergian. No, it's not. You yeah, in that every episode, you're talking about the guy who made the mouse trap. Right. Yeah. Didn't you notice he lit a bird's feet on fire, and then the bird knocked over a, a congressman talking, and the hot air from the congressman caused Boom. him to lose the rise. Oh. Now you see him watching them, wishing he could do something like that, but he just can't. Now, he is sad because it's like his father recognizes his two strong kids and not his youngest kid. That was uh, Bonanza, wasn't it? They were always pissed on Haas. I, you know. Never watched I, Bonanza? Not really. I, I remember it was on, it was in the reruns, but it wasn't like one of those reruns you saw after when you were seeing Homesick from School. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't really even on the UFH channels at one point. Okay, so the first thing that happens is we put pressure on Harold Lloyd because he needs his white shirt, his fancy shirt, for tonight's meeting. Now, watch there's continuity problem. You see the goat is chewing uh -huh. and it switches the background. That is not the greatest of all time. Boom! Oh, no. Oh, no, the kite. Right. But it gets stuck in the roof. That's pretty clever. Unless it take 100 takes. Now, the the thing's really guided by a pole off camera, and we're going to see its shadow, so watch, because it'll okay. take... Okay, here it comes. Wow. No, no, no. Here it is. There yeah. it goes. Yeah, I see it. Totally. But the thing is, it, it could look like the shadow of the string, so it's not such a continuity. Who in his right mind would jump on a big pile of logs and uh, like that? Okay, now, here we're going to meet bad guy. This is Hank Hooper. Ooh. Essentially, the Hoop... The, the, the what about Hoop? ...are a famous family, and the Hoopers don't like him. The Hoops don't like him? No. This guy will go on to commit suicide next year, and I don't have any details on why he did it. Wow. He left a daughter behind, too. Look Jeez. at this funny thing. You don't see that every day on the farm. Now, how did they make that happen for the movie? They killed about six or seven animals until they got the shot. <laughs> they had... Now, look, 
you see there's a little continuity area he he error he was chasing the pig and now he was leaning against the fence so anyways like he thinks he's taking his laundry so he says that's my laundry it's my dad's good shirt now look the film sets it up that the father thinks that Harold is like sort of like the ne'er to do well but you'll see throughout this film that's not true at all he is smart he kicks ass he fights he is a yeah. true hickory yeah that, man hick i'm, I'm team hickory good. man nice down the hill yeah he didn't do it on purpose to trick him but it happened we i mean ouch right now watch how watch this trick he'll do he trips him, gets on yeah. his back, and it retrieves the laundry. Crazy. Now, this is very funny, too. He thinks those two socks are his, but they're a napping guy. So he gives it to the bad guy. Oh, and then the napping guy is like, who took my socks? You try to roll my no! socks. <laughs> we'll never see this guy again. But sock him to me, guy. Now watch how he tricks... Um, uh, watch how he tricks Hank again. Hank will go up to get the laundry. And it's not clear if he thinks it's his. I mean, he must think it's his laundry. Sure. But Harold will come and say, thank you. Thanks, Hoopy. Hoops. <laughs> no one called him Hooper, right? It's always no, Hoop. they called him Hoops. Here's Dad. Where the fuck is my son? Uh-oh. It's another Hooper. So Now, this guy is the... The bad guy for the father. Oh, two Hooper bad Danny guys. Danny Hooper. Hey, have you seen Hooper's brother around here? Yeah, my name is Hooper. You can call me Hooper. Uh, hey, Hooper's brother. Okay, so they've collected money from the town, sort of like taxes that are voluntary, to build a dam. It's going to oh. be a very good thing for the town. Son, how many times have I told you? We don't want no more trouble with these hickories. But he's going to have lots of trouble throughout the film, and it's his own fault. Watch him kick him. Watch him kick. See, he kicked yeah. Hank. Right in the ass. Yeah, he right deserves to be a hickory, and the dad needs to find that out. Son, is there good? So a lot of movies nowadays with father issues, they're always like, I, I just watched Strange World. It's like, no, dad. That's what you want to do. Right. That's right. in this movie, right? None of that. He wants to be a hickory. He wants to join the legacy. They're famous throughout the county, and uh, he wants to be one of them. And he, he feels like he needs to earn his place. Well, actually, no. He doesn't feel like he needs to earn his place. He kind of mopes around a lot, and then later he will earn his place. Look, Carl, look. He no? has a string tied to the, to the comb to his mirror, so he'll never lose it. Right. It'll hang there. That's a good idea, right? That's a good life hack, yeah. Now, look what... You see, he thinks, oh, my shirt's fine. <laughs> he tricked his dad. Now, look, Harold Lloyd wanted more jokes in this film than any of his films. So he hired eight gag men. Eight? Okay, watch. He can't come to the meeting because it's no place for boys. Oh. Uh... That I'm disappointed. Right, and now he'll start moping around. Damn it! And he'll like, he'll like do play pretend. They put on the sheriff's outfit. You'll see. So anyway, Harold Lloyd wanted this film to be really fucking hilarious. So he hired, I guess, 
Okay, we would call them writers. Comedy right. Writers. Yeah, we gag call, writers. They call them gag men, at least back in the day. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe that's a current today term, too. I don't know. I, I'm not in the business. But if, if I was, I would be the top gag writer in the industry. Oh, that's very braggy. Hey, give me a topic. I'll give you six gags by Tuesday. <laughs> I've been trying to write this joke for a long time. It's about how, like, when jokes are obvious, like, you think of a joke that you wrote on your own, but it's been done before, and how it's not really plagiarism because you really didn't think it up on your, oh, your own, but you can't right. do it anymore. So it's like I wrote this joke, and then I saw it on a rerun for Jackie Gleason, right? <laughs> and it, you yeah. realize I could write for Jackie Gleason. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're like, oh, man, I was at the wrong time in the wrong place. I still have never made that joke work on a, you know, to – it out at an open mic on maybe will you and i'll work on it i'm sure so now he's like pretending he's a sheriff and then he gets shamed his father's looking at him what are you doing you little kid you're not a sheriff he's so good harold lloyd you know we well, watch a lot of buster huge hit we watch a lot of buster keenan movies and i kept calling him harold lloyd because i love yep. Harold lloyd so much yep. yeah now we're watching this as we've been doing previous january's because uh, thanks to the public domain law in the United States. Thank you, film, Trump. Thank you, Trump, for not noticing that law got <laughs> reactivated during your administration. If that guy realized that, that the arts were, were getting free shit like this, he would no have way, man. No way, he man. He's got to make money. It was be, it, this was not in his radar, but it was in Disney's radar. We had a deal with public domain. The importance of public domain is that culture, we discuss culture, it's in our life, it's part of our life. We talk about Iron Man, we talk, these are part of our lives. And yeah. to tell these stories, at a certain point, the gatekeepers have to let go. They have to, it can't be owned. You can't own Sherlock Holmes indefinitely. It's not reasonable. The guy who really made, you might own the rights, but you didn't make it. It's not reasonable. It's not reasonable. So they've been uh, making films, songs, books and putting them in the public domain in the United States, Disney complained because Disney knows their time is up. They can't yeah, make money off of this anymore. They want to make their money. So they, Congress in the 90s passed a law to wait 20 years. Well, we waited 20 years, and now we're here, and this movie from 1927, along with other films, is in the public domain. And by other films, Carl, the jazz singer. Yes. Metropolis. The first talkie. The first talkie. So, the whole thing was in a talkie, just portions. Just the part, just the part where the Jewish guy puts blackface on his uh, on his face, right? Hey, just... His own legacy and had no idea that it was gonna. Okay, so the medicine show stopped by and said, "Who signs the permits?" He goes, "The sheriff signs the permits, but he's not going to be interested. He ran the last medicine show out of town." So they see Harold Lloyd as you know he's pretending to be the sheriff and he's he's playing, you know, he's on the porch, and they say, "This guy's a fucking rube. We'll get him to sign the permit." And that's what they're uh, doing right now. They're, they're, they don't really they're know them. they're scamming them, but they are scamming them. But it's not 